Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're doing another Zoom session today because, well, just in case, I don't want to get Mike sick. So that's why we're doing it. Zoom one more week. Next week, we'll be back live and in studio like we normally are. So thank you for bearing with us. we got a lot of stuff to cover today. i got some curveballs I'm going to throw Mike today. But we're going to jump right in um, with some Red Wings talk. Um you know, we talked last week, Jeff Blaschel, he was here, he gone after seven seasons with the team. And we finally get word from Steve Eiserman. He had about a 45 minute presser, um, kind of his end of the year press conference slash explaining the move behind firing Jeff Blaschel. Um, you know, I think a couple takeaways from that, Mike, the first thing is he had a lot of praise for Jeff Blaschel. He said, and I quote, this was not a total shit show, which I thought was an interesting comment, um, <laughs> that he made, um, but two, I, I think he really harped on the fact he's like, our defensive, our defensive play was just so bad. And he's like, it kept getting worse. And we were unable to beat the good teams in the NHL. Is that where you feel like the wings are at, where they're at the point now where I kind of thought the Pistons were going to be this year, where you're, you beat all the teams that look like on paper, you're right around the same from a talent perspective, but you should be pulling out more of these wins than not but you're not mm-hmm. yet really competing with the top tiers, the Colorado avalanches, the Minnesota wilds, um, those type of teams. You're not competing with those teams just yet. Do you think that's where the wings are at right now? Or do you think they're still kind of a step below that because of the way they finished the season? Um, I think they're like, I think going into next year, I think they're probably in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like with this past season, after like a 20 or so games, I feel like everyone kind of realized, like, okay, yeah, they are just like they can't, they don't have that kind of talent because everyone's so young. Yeah, because we always talk about, oh, yeah, they got two, yeah, they rookie, got Mo Sider, yeah, you know, Mo Lucas Sider, Raymond, yeah, yeah, right, and then they have a lot of just young talent. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how like but we always talk about like the last time just like a lot of young talent, yeah. but like they haven't had the experience yet. So I think um, they are in that lower tier where it's like I think you look at them and you can't like sleep them off by any means yeah because like if you don't like focus in on them they'll go out and beat you 2-0 or 3-0 or something mm-hmm. um but i do think that like if you relatively game plan for them at all if you're mm-hmm. a good team they're a pretty easy out mm-hmm. um it's kind of what i expect the line speed this year and like the year after that is like that team that's not very good but like if you like arizona cardinal them where you don't plan for them They'll just come out and be like, "I will beat you thirty to six. Yeah, but generally or not, if you just do a little bit of game planning, <laughs> you'll it'll be like way more on your side than the Lions' side for next yeah. year or two. That's kind of how I saw the Wings this year, and the Pistons will probably be next year. Is mm-hmm. if you don't look at them, they'll they'll yeah. catch you off guard, kind of thing, and they can beat you, they can upset you, but like they're never going to be the favorite going into it. Yeah, it's so. interesting. It's interesting because, you know, I we talked about them during the middle of the season. They come up with an eight straight and I was like, all right, you know, this team is firmly in the playoffs right now. Right. And that was about, you know, I would say a third of the way through the season, maybe a little bit more. And I was like, man, the, people need to start paying attention to this Red Wings team because they're playing some really good hockey. And I think I doomed them because immediately after that, they just completely fell off a wagon. And I was like, well, alrighty then. Well, apparently we can't stop anybody. And I think you're hundred percent accurate when you say, you know, there's just so much youth on this roster and, and you have really young guys playing a lot of minutes. 
Um, and they are, and they're, they're the best players on the team. The problem is as, as good as Lucas Raymond is, who's great as good as, uh, most cider is as good as Dylan Larkin is, as good as Jacob, like the fact that I can name four guys right off the top of my head, right. The Bertuzzi's of the world, still another guy too, that could potentially be coming back. They have some standout pieces on this hockey team. However, the rest of the team is hot garbage. So it's one of those things where like, you don't have the solid defenseman to kind of pair with most cider. There's nobody there. Like you got, you're, you're bringing back 37 year old Danny DeKaiser to, to play meaningful minutes for you on the ice. And quite frankly, I just don't see that lasting long-term. Um, the other, the other comments that I think were interesting were about the future head coach of this hockey team. And, you know, he came out in an interview with 97 won the ticket. And he was like, you know, I don't necessarily know yet what I'm looking for in a new head coach, but what he did say was that usually in his experience and in his career, the best coaches were the coaches that pushed me. And they were the guy that you hated during the season, but he made you better, which has led to a little bit of speculation that Mike Babcock could be in the running to come back to Detroit because that is kind of his coaching style, right? We go back and we think of like the Scotty Bowman's of the world, you know, uh, you know, Brendan Shanahan hated Scotty Bowman, hated him with a passion. So did Eisenman, but they brought the, he brought the best out of them. And that's why they won, you know, multiple championships with Bowman on the helm. It, two questions for you, I guess, Mike, first off, um, I'm not gonna ask you for candidates cause it's hockey. There's, there's people, I mean, there, you can go from Sweden all the way down to the AHL. There's, there's too many names, right? There's not just one league, but do you think that's the right way to go because Babcock's tenure didn't end the correct way? And what do you make of the thoughts of maybe Mike Babcock could be in a, it could be on that list of candidates that could be potentially coming back to hockey town. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that idea. I'm always, I'm always a big fan of what you're, what, what, what you say is uh, like getting the, the best out of you guys. Reminds yeah. me, it gives me the good Dan Campbell feel right <laughs> now, obviously I'm still like iffy on that, mm-hmm. but I think a guy with ex- with a lot of experience, even if people don't love him, like you said, like Eisman's yeah. not like the biggest fan of him. I think if he can bring out the best of all these young guys and have him grow with all of these young guys that they finally have on this team, I think it could be. Um, it's it's probably you either want someone like that who's very strong on your guys, or you want someone who's like the biggest. I was gonna say X's and O's. Yeah but that's not like a hockey thing probably. So like, we're going to go more with like the sticks and skates kind of guy. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. Who knows? Who knows the ins and outs and yeah. really can dial up, mm-hmm. put, put these guys in the best positions possible. Yeah. You don't really. So I think it's like one of those two. Um, like you said, I don't know all the candidates off the top of my head. Well, but no, there's too many. I'm I mean, totally cool so many with hockey uh, leagues. I mean, anybody who's played NHL, the video game, there's 85 different teams you can choose from. Yeah, the yeah, NHL. There's no way for me to be like, this guy, this guy, and this guy. It's not like the NFL yeah. where there's one league to come from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I would I would go with one of those two. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to get like the bruiser type guy who's like, just go run through them all and just go kill everybody. Yeah, I, I, that's always a fun one to go to. Right. But I'm, 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 poor, I'm more of a sticks and states kind of guy you know yeah well because the thought process is right like a guy like babcock who is more stern he's harder on his players right he's not Mm -hmm. a he's not a player's coach let's put it that way right he is a i'm gonna be stern i don't have favorites like i'm gonna run you guys hard and but you but he pushes you to to reach your maximum potential in theory right that's the that's the thought process behind it 
Whereas a guy, I think more like, you know, some of the guys that we're seeing now, like Dwayne Casey, um, like an AJ Hinch, like a Dan Campbell, where they're more player friendly, right? Where you're kind of like, oh man, I just want to play for this guy. It's not so much that he is riding me and grinding me, but it's the fact that he makes me want to be a better player on my own type of deal. Um, talk to me about the Babcock room though, because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, maybe Mike Babcock come back. Do you think that's a good idea just because of the way his tenure ended as the coach? Obviously the team was on a downturn trend. He didn't do great in Toronto, which was his dream job. He wanted to coach the Maple Leafs. That did not end well at all. And he's been out of the league since then. You know, there was some accusations about some bullying and some other things. Talk to me about Babcock. Do you think it's a good fit for him to come back with this young team? Or do you think maybe they should, they should try their hand at maybe not a retread? Uh, I would be a big fan of a non-retread. Um, yeah. I, I always like having, because I always feel like, like you see it in the NBA and you see it in the NFL at times, where if you have a guy who goes to like multiple teams, yeah, like it doesn't necessarily like make you that much better. Like you see like Doc Rivers goes to like nine different teams but none of them ever, like, win championships, you know, or it's, like, yeah. Ty Lu or whatever. Like, all these guys kind of go around. But the teams that do really good are, like, the Nick Nurse for Toronto. They just kind of, like, no one really ever heard of you. You kind of just pull up, but now you're one of the best three coaches in basketball. Right. Eric or, Spolstra. like, you pull up. Eric Spolstra is another guy. Uh, Sean McVay is another guy who was, like, who's a Sean McVay guy, and now he's one of the best offensive minds in football. Yeah. So, relating that to the hockey, it's, it's, it's the same thing, where I would like to get at least – attempt to get that new guy who maybe could be that new hotness that new man we need to go find that guy instead of the the old retread of another coach who was successful but i think inserting something new would be maybe not even better but maybe yeah optimal is probably yeah Yeah, i think they're looking for a guy who can really i think he's going to be defensive minded whether i think whoever gets hired the the guy is going to be like oh he's a specialty on defense he he harkens on defense um because I think they can score. I really do. I just think that it's one of those things where they just have to find the ability to not allow four or five goals a night. That's, that's really the end of it. So interesting. We'll keep you updated on the Red Wings search. It's so early on in the process. There is news that they want to get it done before the draft, which would make a lot of sense, obviously for, you know, contingency purposes. I think it'd be awkward to draft guys without a head coach being there, but you know, hockey's weird sometimes. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on that. Right. Right? Um, I want to shift focus a little bit. I want to talk tigers real fast. Just because, you know, we talked about this lineup and how excited we were. They are currently sitting at 8 and 18. Um, Just real quick, Mike, with the offensive struggles that we are seeing, and we are seeing a lot of offensive struggles, is it time to push the panic button yet on this team? Or do you think that because the starting pitching has been above average, uh, I think the bullpen as a whole has been pretty solid. I know they blew a save a couple days ago. Um but it's really been the fact that we're scoring like two runs a game. I think is, mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people can point to and go, man, we're just not scoring. Are you ready to push the panic button yet on this team? Or are you willing to sit through may before you kind of go, okay, wow, we're, we're 12 and 35 or something like that <laughs> before I start to really freak out. Cause I'm not ready to freak out just yet. Cause I feel like at any moment, this team could rattle off nine wins in a row, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, man, we are just not scoring runs. I'm uh kind of in the middle yeah um i don't look at like oh there's a chance that we could win nine straight because i think like in hot in baseball especially because yeah. you play 162 yeah, i yeah. think i think even like off like the bottom of the barrel teams can win six seven in a row at times yeah if you just get really really hot well i'm just saying to I get think, the, to get their record back to being like 500 so yeah go, oh okay we're back at 500 break we can break. yeah but like um i i just don't think i think 
there are a lot of guys on this team that people oversold. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big issues they're having. Like guys like Akil Badu, who like last year kind of sprung on and was like, oh, look at this guy. If he's, right. you know, a really good center fielder for us and whatever, and yeah. he hits this well, like we just found a gem like in the mm-hmm. pile of rubbish over here. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and I think now people are kind of like, maybe it just turned out that he just had one like good 30 games. <laughs> and like, that's really all he is, is like now he's at best a nine hitter. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of guys. I think Austin Meadows has been a great pickup. Yes. I think Javi Baez was a great signing. Yeah. And I think Riley Green and Tokelson will eventually be good. Yeah. But, like, obviously Riley Green hasn't even played yet. Yeah. And Torque, I think, just needs – Torque's never been, like, the hitter guy anyway. Like, he's not just, like, hanging out, you know, high two, low threes that is batting average normally. Yeah. So, like, he's not going to be that guy. He's just going to be your first baseman forever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think uh, the rest of the team – outside of those four names, mm-hmm. I think really kind of need to do a deep dive and go, okay, are you really going to be this guy here? Because there's a lot of those guys who are like, yeah, let me like, give you some like of these. The, let me give the you Grossmans and stuff. I'm like, oh, you can't. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Look at some of these that. averages, right? Jonathan Scope batting 128. Scope's awful. Jamer Candelario, 207. Miggy's mm-hmm. hitting 268, which is actually a bright spot, but he's got 25 yeah. strikeouts. Uh, Austin Meadows hitting 284, Robbie Grossman's hitting 273, Torkelson's hitting 173. Javi Baez, he he hasn't played a ton because obviously he was out with the wrist, but he's batting 250. Uh, Barnhart, 260. Akil Badu, 149. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eric Haas, when he plays, 140. Um, you know, some of the that's just some of the names off the top, right? Like the the big ones. Um, but like, Like one of your best players is. Yeah, yeah, Willie Castro. Yeah, Willie yeah, one Castro. of your best players is Willie Castro. He's not even he's a utility guy who doesn't play very often. Yeah, and he's hitting 240. Yep. Um, I, I and there's also a stat where I think as of a couple of days ago, because this might mm-hmm. have changed, uh, I, like not watching last like two or three players games. Yeah, um, I think they've hit 10 home runs all season so far. I believe yeah. it is. It might be at 11 or 12 now. By the time it was like 10, and I think Carlos Correa had nine by himself already. This they year. have 11 home runs as a team. Right they have now. 11. Okay. So there's one more than uh, yep. like two days ago when I looked at it, yep. um, but there were, t- there were players who have like eight or nine by themselves on other yeah. teams. Already. Our team average is 226. Our OPS is 609. That's good for 27th in baseball right now. Yeah. 27. So, there's a team. Offense- right now. I mean, I'm going to look, I'm going to sort it by league right now just to see from a home run perspective. Yeah, so the Milwaukee Brewers have 35. The Yankees have 35 home runs. The Tigers are last place in home runs right now with yeah. 11. The Royals like, are above. So the top, um, the top. I was say, who's like, who's just like second to last? Like who's like right above us? Royals have 13. Boston has 16. The Nationals have 17. The Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles have 18. Yeah. So outside, yeah. So we're yeah. at worst two more, but most teams were five, six, seven yeah. home runs below the worst teams. That's not, the best teams have 35. Yeah, Minnesota, like Minnesota for just for comparison, has 30. They're eighth in the league in, in power hitting yeah. right now. But like, just, like, yeah, like looking at our slugging percentage, too, like this is the part that it's just it's just abysmal. 313. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're four points below the next best team, which is the Oakland Athletics. Like, we're not getting our OPS is is poor, our batting average is terrible. Um, our OBP is 296, which could be worse, but our slugging percent, we're not hitting with any power. We're not hitting, we're not hitting runs in. That's just the reality of it. We're just not scoring. So on a, I, on I a panic it. meter of one to 10, what do you got them at? 
Um, right now, I'm also at their second last, their second to last in leagues, 29th in baseball in RBIs with 76. Only the Kansas yeah. City Royals have less. I I would probably say like an eight. Okay. Yeah. Maybe even a nine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I'm like pretty worried. Oh, and I'm also like in the next two weeks, if they win like seven in a row, yeah. But they win all of them by like two to one. Yeah. Like that's not gonna change. Like if right. they need to go on like a run where they're hitting like. Well, you're getting five, six can runs. I, can, I mean, can I get four runs? I'll, I'll, I'll kill for four runs. I mean, yeah. my goodness. Like, this is – yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. It's just it's just one of those where I'm like, I'm very panicked until I see this team consistently for like a month. I mean, get, just put like, it, just put it this in perspective, right? You're two players that have played all 25 games so far this season, okay? You have two players on this team. Jonathan Scope and Jander, Jammer Candelario are combined hitting 335. Mm-hmm. Combined average is 335. That is – disgusting we have one guy who's hitting over 300 that's played more than five games and that's harold castro at 333 and he's your utility guy who like plays like seven yeah Yeah, because he's a short yeah exactly he's not going to play most days because javi Baez and scope are playing and scope was one of their better hitters last year i'm hoping it's a funk i'm hoping something changes i hope it's hard for me to say it's hard for me to say that like 26 almost 30 games in that's just a slump because you have to think that's that's what a uh, sixth right. of the way, so it's like when you like in like NFL terms, right? So like six would be, yeah, a team being like, oh, and like one and three, mm-hmm. and then you're just kind of looking and you're like, I, I guess you could make an upswing in the late in like the second third quarter of the season, yeah. but it's like man, when you start well, one and three, it just looks so hard to come back from that, and that's Javi, what this team looks like. It's Javi like, Baez and Austin Meadows, the two newest additions of this Tigers team, have the most RBIs tied to eleven. Miggy is mm-hmm. third at nine. Um, you know, that's, the th- it's just, it's just not good guys. It's not good. It's got to get better. And I think AJ Hinch knows it's got to get better because they brought in all these people. Um, and I think he knows that it's on him to write this ship. Um, yep. like I said, if they go on a 10 game win streak and they're back at 500, I don't, the problem is, okay, you go on a 10 game win streak, but you're back at 500. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not like you can use that to get on a six game upswing. Yeah. It's just, you have to go on a tear just yeah, to you're gonna be- to floating again so that you can compete for the division. Yeah. So, or one of the yeah, putting themselves in a very difficult spot early. Um, hopefully they can get out of it. But yeah, I'm at a, like a six and a half, seven, I think, on a panic meter right now. I know yeah. it's early. I get it. But you're 25 games. You don't have anybody batting close to, two, to 280, 280, 275. Yeah. I got none of that. Yeah. That's terrible. Just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm closer to an eight. I'm like, yeah. I don't see, like, if you like, I was in a month, if you told me four guys are betting over 275, I'd yeah. be shocked. Yeah, right. Right. You know what I mean? And, 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 and that's probably, and that's not a good, that's not a good thing to have. It's yeah. Saying, exactly. oh yeah, we're, we're barely going to get three to four guys over 275 this year with yeah. one guy maybe getting double digit home runs mm-hmm. in the next like yeah. month or so. That's right. like, be like, oh, okay, that's rough. Yeah. I don't think we have anybody on this team that's hit more than three home runs and it's Spencer Torkelson. Yeah. Which is who's who, who's also batting average what like one, 173 so either saying, he gets a home run or a home run or out yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> or he's striking out it looks like so yeah it's not he, he hits a ball one maybe two times every 10 at bats and those one or two are practically yeah he's got 13 time. hits out of 75 at bats right now yeah not and three of those are home runs yeah so he's exactly. 10 or anywhere yeah. in the field That's yeah crazy. 12 walks 28 strikeouts for for him so far so Hopefully we can see something kind of pick up here in a little bit. Their May schedule is brutal. Um, but you know, if you're going to be a team that wants to compete for the playoffs, you got to, you got to figure out a way to, to get through the stretch. So yeah. hang in there, Tigers fans, hang in there. It seems like every time we have optimism, we just were the ones that just 
shoot it with a damn arrow i swear it's terrible but let's shift <laughs> yeah. focus here a little bit let's talk i like how it changes like every every time we go we go all right what lines or what detroit teams may be the next big playoffs yeah and we always have like a team yeah. and then like and then we 10 games them. into their season we're just like all right yeah. so it's probably not going to be this team <laughs> yeah. like we thought it was yeah. the tigers like a year ago or whatever yeah. we're like maybe it's the tigers and now we're looking at it's like are the tigers even going to be like good in the next five years like we don't even know yeah, I, I'm excited about the Pistons. I'm like, I love Kate Cunningham, and he's hurt. Cool, 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 cool. It's great. Yeah, yeah. that's so um, fun. Yeah, it's good times. Um, all right, let's just focus a little bit here. Let's talk AEW. Um, you know, we we haven't talked about them a ton. You know, we talked about the Forbidden Door. We talked about that. We'll talk about Double or Nothing as we get more matches announced and all that stuff. Um, we're not talking backlash this weekend either, guys, because we don't know the results yet. So, would you say? Okay, wait, wait. So, yeah, yeah. quick question on AEW before yeah, we uh, for sure, yeah, get to the um, yes, yeah. So, would you say? Because they announced the world title match, the yes. Hangman CM Punk match. Yes. Do you think that up to this point, this is the hardest match to predict of all pay-per-view world title matches of who's going to win? I think I, this is probably second to the Cody Jericho one, Full Gear yeah, 2019. Their first pay-per-view. Outside, their first pay-per-view yeah. outside of their like when they started yeah. TV. But I think um, most of them have been pretty like, okay, well, here, this guy's here, probably going to well, win. The, here's the thing, though. It's it's dependent upon if you think Hangman's going to turn heel, because if he's fully done it based on that promo, right? Mm-hmm. And I have a question about that as well because I want to get your take. But yeah. if you think you that Hangman that. is actually going to embrace it, and and we're going that's the way they're going to go is mm-hmm. Hangman is going to turn heel, then I think Hangman wins by cheating. I think that's the way that works, I, yes, and that's why. I would, and I, I think it makes it. I think it makes it more obvious that way. As or if they tried to keep him babyface, which clearly does not seem to be the option here. If that's if they were trying to go babyface, babyface, I feel like the match. I would agree with you is a lot harder to call because yeah. they're both babyface. But because no, Hangman's a heel, I think it makes it easier to call. I would I would agree with that. If he yes. does going into really the match, embrace the we, heel side when we talk about it in. In May, right? yeah, 29th, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like three weeks, if we're going, all right, Hangman's a heel going into this match. Yeah, I'd probably say it's Hangman, and it's a lot yes. easier. Yes. But if it if it's like if like he two weeks the ago, line. yeah, yeah, if it was like two weeks ago asking this question, yes. I would say this was probably one of the harder ones to call. I would because it's like, you. which way do you want to go? Yeah, I would agree with you because you, 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 I don't know if you can have. Are you going to have Punk lose clean? Yeah, to a babyface Hangman. Right. It's like, exactly. So it's interesting. You know I mean? and, so. And, and I'm glad you asked that question. And I we'll do another sidebar because I'm very intrigued by this. Um, I was gonna text you actually this week about it, but I've been sick, so I've been in non-consciousness for the past week. But um I wanted to ask you, okay, if Hangman does go full heel, okay. Yeah. And this was not planned, folks. So forgive me if my questions aren't super eloquent, but I, I I'm glad Mike brought this up because I, I find it fascinating. If Hangman goes full heel, are they somewhat admitting that the babyface run, world title run for Hangman, did not do as good a business as they hoped it would? Probably. Because let's be real here, okay? If we go through the history of their world champions, Jericho, Moxley, Kenny, and now Hangman, right? Jericho, heel, legend, it works. Got to be the first guy, right? Moxley's run was not great, but it's severely affected by COVID, right? So I think mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of just give it. Kenny had to turn heel in order for people to go, and now we're back. Now we're mm-hmm. now we're locked back in with Kenny. Mm-hmm. Hangman wins it. Big moment. Awesome. Cool. Hip, hip, hooray. Now what? And it kind of feels like it just kind of went bump, 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 because they haven't really positioned him 
to be like this, you know, like, okay, he beats Lance Archer. Okay, he beats Adam Cole, but nobody in the world thought Cole was going to beat him just that quickly. Um, do you think that this is a reaction or of a, like, man, this he's just not, and I think partially it's because of the promo skills that he's just not super polished. We're like, if Jericho's a babyface today, you could go, mm-hmm. I can see him winning it, right? Punk's promo skills yeah. both ways work. Brian's promo skills work. His don't yet. And I think it's just because he's a younger guy, but do you think that they're making this change because of two things? Number one, they know that he will not get cheered against Punk. And two, they think that if we turn him heel and we give him an edge, maybe this will make it easier for people to want to watch him because now they're going to want to watch him see him get beat. Um, I think the Punk one is like a thousand percent. Yeah. I think, I think there is as close to a 0% chance that they would root for Hangman. We saw it against Brian. We saw it against Brian. Brian had to go mega heel and Mm -hmm. and try to do everything he could to ensure that Hangman Hangman got the reaction as the new champ, as the new face of the company. Brian had to go and say, hey, congratulations. By the way, you're stupid. And, you know, we we roll. (laughs) Yeah, do all that stuff. Yeah. Punk's yeah, not going to do that. He's so far in babyface land that's not even close. Yeah, there's there's a zero percent chance that yeah, he yeah. ever turns right. heel in the next like year. Right, at, at exactly. So, um, do, you, do you think that this is now we have to make Hangman a, a heel in order to make these world title matches more compelling? Because right now it feels very much a la what WWE tried to do the first time around with Roman, where it was like not a great promo, great look, above average in the ring, can put on some good stories if he's got the mm-hmm. right opponent but we're just not buying him as the top guy. Yeah. I I would agree with you. And the worry that puts me in yeah. is I'm, I'm just kind of ready yeah. for MJF to hold the title and yeah. do his thing with it. Mm-hmm. Because I think whatever he does and whenever he gets it, yeah. it's going to be just a great six yeah. months with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he, him as a heel, because we always, I think me and you both agree, we generally prefer a heel champion. Oh, absolutely! It's way better. Like because the, it's because way better than a the face. The baby face to chase is a lot easier to is the, a lot. It's a lot easier to, to tell the story. Yes. And two, it's just way more fun to have the heel like making day, fun of people the doing days their thing. of Hulk Hogan holding the title for four years, John Cena, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. It's it doesn't work anymore. It just yeah. doesn't. People so find just, bad guys fun. That's why. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. I think it's like mm-hmm. a big like Marvel DC effect too, where like oh, people watch a superhero movie and they will look yeah. at the villain. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Instead of being the dorky hero. Most well, that's the thing. Life. You watch a movie. Who's the bad guy? The bad guy is good. The superhero movies is usually good. If the bad guy yeah, sucks, that's... the superhero movie sucks. Yeah. Usually it's all predicated on the bad guy. 100% sure. agree. Yep. But, um, but yeah, so I'm just kind of waiting for this MGF thing. So long. So the whole reel goes into yeah. the reason why I'm worried is because if they do this hangman heel thing, mm-hmm. then I'm like, they can't do him against MGF then because well, they're not going to put MGF face. That's I guess Punk beats him. Which I would be totally cool for because I yeah. think I think that's probably the way. But then it's like if you do a heel turn, now how do you now, now what? Uh, yeah. that's now, now what? what? Because you're doing a heel turn, but he's going to lose on his initial heel turn. Exactly, exactly. So I think I think you're kind of. So I'll, I almost I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Okay, say they turn him heel. Say he beats Punk, right? Kicks mm-hmm. him in the nuts, rolls him up, whatever he's got to yeah, do, right? Whatever. Yeah. Who who's next? Who's the next baby face? You, you yeah. face, you got Darby in there. Darby ain't beaten. I I think actually Kenny's not one, gonna come back. No, no, he's he's in trios land. 
Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, we yeah, we got that going. That's we're actually ready. what we're we so could have. We could have. We well, well, no, we're going to get to it. Don't worry. We'll get okay. to it. Yeah. <laughs> I think one guy who's so over and is so maybe not even AEW World Championship material, Wardlow, I yeah. think could definitely do it. Oh, yeah. Wardlow's our new Goldberg. Wardlow is Goldberg, but with a be- yeah. is a better wrestler. Better than wrestler than Goldberg. Yes. But I, I think he could definitely, agree. I think he could definitely take the title hold it for a little bit and lose it to MGF in a long-term story and be fine. Here's but I don't know if I like, I don't like Wardlow as a champion though, as a world champion. And here's the thing with that, right? In it's AEW specifically, so because w, that's like a WWE. Thing. I was just about to say, then I don't ever want to hear an AEW fan come out and be like, I can't believe they gave the title to Great Khali. And everybody yeah. goes, but if you're looking at it logistically, Great Khali sucked, but yeah, yes. eight foot two, 400 yeah. pounds. Who's going to beat that dude? Nobody, nobody's yeah. going to beat him. So that's the point. So, I agree with you that Wardlow is would be a guy where you go, man, this seems like the guy to run through a dude in five minutes, beats him with a power bomb, and okay, Wardlow's our new world champion. But then you go, then the problem is, and this is why Wardlow being Goldberg is a good and bad thing, is a good thing in the sense of, yep, you got this big monster guy that people are like, yeah, we want to see him destroy people. Let's go. Yeah. It is so hard to then get sympathy on mm-hmm. him because he's so big and so he's so dominant. What we've seen and we don't want history to repeat itself is it's the reason why the undertaker was never world champion for very long, because there's only so many things you can do to put the world champion, the undertaker in, in mm-hmm. harm's way, right? He's mm-hmm. the phenom. He's huge. He's athletic. He's a freak athlete. It's like, Oh, well, it doesn't matter what the hell Shawn Michaels does. There's no way he's losing to the, there's no way he's beating yeah. the undertaker. Same thing with the big show. It's the same thing with Brock in a lot of respects, mm-hmm. right? Because there's such freak athletes. Roman, right, is on that fringe where, like, he's an athletic freak, but we saw the baby face didn't work. So they yeah. had to turn him heel, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's very hard to book a big, badass baby face world champion because there's only three or four things you can do to him to make him really feel vulnerable for people to feel like, oh, man, my guy's going to lose. It's not as easy when a guy like, Kenny Omega, who's only 225 pounds, is he's your baby face. And you go, okay, well, anybody can theoretically has a shot to beat him. So mm-hmm. it's, or it's like a punkless champion. It's like, yeah, right, exactly. Anyway. He was always in danger. Yeah. The Miz mm-hmm. was always in danger of losing because, like, oh, dude, this scrawny little talking dorky shit. dude. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's the champion. Yeah. Come on, dude. Which is also why I think, and why yes, I'm I think MJF when he the show, gets it, it's going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal because yes. I think I agree he is that chirpy not super big guy who's great in the ring. He's going to be a better, he's going to be a smaller version of JBL where you go in and you're just like, man, I can't wait for you to lose it. But when you look back on it, you're going to be like, man, that was, that was some really good stuff. Um, Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's why that was, that was the initial thing that I was just like, man, like, is this after a a 10 minute rant on this? Yeah. So this is probably going to end up being, the hardest main event to call. Yes. I'm so very far, interested probably. to see if they fully embrace the heel run because what we've seen in the past too is okay, maybe Hangman takes off a bit of a heel slant for this feud mm-hmm. because okay, we want to have Punk. He's going to be the baby face. We're not going to try to rival that, right? We mm-hmm. don't want to, we don't want to be, you know, have a self cannibalization thing happen, right? Where we're eating uh-huh. each other up by cheering both people. Um, so maybe they're doing that, but if they decide to go full heel, they better have a freaking plan because they don't have a lot of baby faces that are ready for the main event right now. Mm-hmm. They just don't. So they're trying to develop people, but they don't have anybody yet. 
that's ready for it, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So when when nothing against Eddie Kingston, I think he's great, but Eddie Kingston being one of your top four baby faces is not a great sign for your main title picture. You know, yeah. so it's a bit sketchy. Okay. Other question do you want to ask you? Let's bring up the let's bring up the trio styles before we get to the Owen Hart tournament because I'm very okay. intrigued by this. Um, first off, what the hell? Why aren't they here yet? I'm getting pissed off that they that they don't exist. And yeah. two, um, um, do you think that this is uh, <laughs> Do you think that they are going to be the first company to be able to really take trios championships and put them on the map as like, oh, these are like legit, like these are going to be worth something? I I I do. I really think because you look at the depth, it's the insane. depth for this. Like everyone's yes. like, like this depth is. It could be trust. one of the best tournaments we've ever seen. It really could. Okay, so if yeah. you do, what is this tournament? Eight. Yeah. Well, it's 16 technically, but I can say, okay, so you had an eight man tournament. We can yeah. name you 18th right now. Mm-hmm. We could go, okay, so you got the the elite. So you got Young Bucks and Kenny. Yep. Undisputed Arrow. So you got Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Fish, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have um, House of Black. House of Black with Alistair Black, Malachi, and Buddy Murphy, Mal- or whatever. Buddy Murphy, yeah. whatever their names are. Yep. Those three. You have the the coolest type trio of all time, the Strong Moxley. Yes, Daniel oh, yeah. Bryan. Oh my gosh, yeah, Black Bull Combat team. Club, awesome, phenomenal. Yep. Love every second. Dark of them. Order, even if you just want to do one of them, just three guys. You could you could yep. pick random three guys there. Yep. You could do FTR and probably MJF, which FTR and find a third. I don't know who their third is. They well, even play. then, but I would say I would say you could do. Um, it, but you could also do out of it. You could do um, Jericho Appreciation Society. Yep. Uh, you, you can do, do Eddie Kingston and Pride and Powerful. Mm-hmm. And then you can do the Lucha Bros. And, yeah, Death Triangle. Death, Death Triangle. Triangle. That was the other oh, one I can And you also up. can do Lucha Sor- You can do Lucha Express, whatever, and Christian Cage. And Christian Cage. So there's nine, more, ten teams right there. Right there yeah. Or you can do Darby Allen and Sting, and they're teaming with the third guy too right now. I just can't like names just not there. But uh, yeah, they usually have a third. Right or like now. you could throw Punk in there. Punk and them too, because they always team up yeah. together and stuff. You yeah. can do oh, that. And too. you could do the Andrade's house thing or whatever with, mm-hmm. with Andrade and the and the tag team. And Isaiah oh, Cassidy yeah. and uh, Mark Quinn and them. Yep. Or you can do you do the Hardys and find a third for them and just do yep. the Hardys and a team. So there's like 12 teams right there. Yeah. Tell me that having a final four of the Lucha Bros and Pac versus yeah, yeah. and and the Elite and the Undisputed Era and the Black Pool Combat Club. <laughs> In a four-person final oh, that means four the House kind of, of thing. Black lost earlier to one of those teams, by the way. That's yeah. what that means. Which is yeah, crazy. that's what that would mean. But that's that's oh. what I mean is this yeah. tournament would be, be an absolute bombshell of a tournament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so basically what me and Robert's saying right now is that this needs to happen. Yeah. And you may go, no offense, like I know you're dying probably still from your shoulder yeah. thing. Chip, chop, you chip. need to come back because yeah. I want to see this tournament. And whenever it happens, maybe, you know what? Here's what I'll hope for is they announced this tournament like June mm-hmm. 12th. Mm-hmm. So we get to like the second round yeah. when they're in Detroit and they have like three tournament yeah. matches banger when they matches. come to Detroit. Yeah, and they just get banger, three bangers, six-man tag. Matches. I know. I'm ready for I it. never thought I would say I want to see a six-man tag match. No kidding. But I really want to see some six-man tag matches. Yeah, 100%. All right, and basically, we really, yeah, basically we just want to see a final of the Elite and <laughs> Undisputed yeah, Era. Yeah, absolutely. That's really what we want. And you can throw the Blackpool combat club, club if you yeah. want to throw them in there because they're awesome that's yeah, good I, i'm very excited um that was that was a tangent yes yeah. okay i, uh, I want to get to this own heart tournament because sure. the these things look loaded okay first off i love both the of them that are, yes. yeah I, I love the people that are in them um 
I don't know if you actually want to go into who you think is going to win. I don't really have a reason. Yeah, we can. We can do it. We can do a little yeah. little prediction show. I got the whole pyramid um, up here. Okay, cool. Um, but give me your thoughts on the aftermath on this because we talked pre-show. I am very concerned that this tournament is just for tournament's sake, similar to the whole diamond ring thing that they do, right? Mm-hmm. That MJF keeps winning, but there's nothing to it outside of he has the diamond ring. I'm I feel like there has to be some sort of stake and I'm worried that this tournament isn't going to have that outside of winning a trophy. Well, I appreciate they want to pay homage to to Owen. That's cool. I'm all about that. But what does it mean? Why should I care that Adam Cole wins the Owen trophy? Right. Mm -hmm. Why why do I care about that? Does that mean that he's going to get a world title shot? Does that mean that, this guy gets momentum and now he's going to have an opportunity to fight for this or the TNT Tyler. Yeah. What so is it? My thing is, I think they should, because I don't see why not. Right. Like it's, it's just such way, an, it's an easy, it's way to such an easy, feud. yeah, it's so yeah. easy to go because this punk hanging thing is not going to go more than a pay-per-view. Say if you want to just do the men's one, I think the women's one is definitely not going to go farther than one. No, show. No. Green and Deep's not going to win and she's not going to go farther than this show. No. So it's just an easy way set up whatever they want to do for either their next tv big show right or even if you want to look at forbidden door stuff right or whatever that's going to include if it's going to be more like a g1 super show which is like inner talent fighting or if they're really going to do AEW versus new japan it's still not clear yet but you could easily have um samoa joe win this tournament and then him challenge hangman right as forbidden door and no one's going to bat an eyelash everyone's going to go it's going to be an awesome match so um, yeah. I definitely think they should be at least uh, some kind of title contention that they mm-hmm. fight for. But right now, all I got from Wikipedia was they win the Owen Cup, and yeah. that was it. So which I don't yeah. believe that's probably true. I'm but. giving I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, right? Because I haven't yep. heard anything, so I'm not going to I'm not going to skewer them and be like, oh, this is a waste of money. Because I am invested. I want to watch this tournament. I will be watching yeah. Dynamite to watch the tournament because the matchups yeah. are great. Yeah. I just hope that wh- whoever wins it. Whoever they decide to elevate, they were elevating so that they that there's something from that. I'm getting something else other than okay, you won a rinky dink trophy. Who cares? It's now what does that trophy represent? What does it mean? Mm-hmm. What are the stake? Even the King of the Ring tournament, you get a world title shot. Royal Rumble, you get a world title shot. Money in the bank, um, whatever, right? Even super, even the superstar um tag team mixed tag tournament thing they got title shots i mean everything's got to have some sort of stake to it all right let's go through the tournament real fast okay so we're gonna go women's first because it's the first one here and i think the men's one i think there's a few more interesting details in the men's one yeah for sure um so the first match we got tony storm and jamie hater um tony storm tony storm 100 i don't think it's a question yep um Britt baker versus the joke so each side has a joker yeah air quotes that isn't announced yet so Britt baker versus mystery opponent I think there's a strong chance this person could be uh, Ember Moon. Yeah. I don't know I'm if she's assigned there. I'm, yeah, and I'm still but I don't know who else. Britt Baker wins. Sure. Yeah, Britt Baker. I'm going to hope that. I'm going to hope for that. Um, I'm just not an Ember Moon fan either, and I think yeah. you're right. I just think, that, I just so think, I think there's, you're 100% there's, accurate. She's the only person outside of Tessa Blanchard that I think is a big name that's kind of just out there right now. Yeah, no That might do anything, but no I don't think it's touching Tessa Blanchard right now. Blanchard right now. Yeah, so I think I think Ember Moon, especially if it's a one-time thing where it's like, hey, can you come to the show, do this real quick, and you can do whatever else you want. I think Word. Um, Riho and Ruby Soho, I think uh, probably Ruby Soho. Yeah, probably. Let's do something. Riho will uh, just beat Yuka, Suzaki, and like the last show. Yeah, but I think yeah. Ruby Soho needs to do something. 
and then you get Red Velvet and Karoshida. I think it's be a good run for Red Velvet, but yeah, I think Sheeta still wins. I think they're going to Sheeta probably still wins. Yeah, because they want to book it because Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Ruby Soho, Sheeta. Yeah. I think is a good final four for this. Yeah, um, Actually, you probably yeah, have to- Ruby Soho and Sheeta is tough though because they're both baby faces. I could see Red Velvet winning with the help of maybe Jade Cargill and then spin Sheeta off into a TBS title with Jade Cargill. Yeah, you could yeah. maybe that That's way to get too. her out of the tournament. You know, mm-hmm. I- I'm gonna change my. I think Red Velvet wins just so you get yeah. Red Velvet versus so uh, Ruby because then you have heel face, heel face. Oh, okay. That's yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Tony Storm, Britt Baker. I would assume you do Tony Storm. Yeah, you get a little upset in the tournament, and Britt yeah. Baker's already champion. Champion. Mm-hmm. So you get Tony Storm there. Um, I think it's Ruby a, Soho there. Yeah, Ruby Soho side. probably. I think Tony Storm wins. I think Tony, this is set up for Tony Storm to win this. I, kind of, I think. I think it then leads to her getting a world title shot. That's why yeah. I asked the question. Is because I'm like it's set up for especially on the I, women's side. Elevator big wins over former champions in Ruby Soho, former challenger. And now we're rolling yeah. against her and against. Uh, yeah, I would. I would assume it's Tony Storm. She's super hot right now. Everyone when she comes yeah. out, she gets such an electric pop for them. Yeah, I think it's, and her and Thunder Rosa will be a yeah. banger too. Everyone's a fan of her OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so the men's side, which I think it's interesting, kind of interesting. interesting for sure. So uh, the first one here, we got Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. I think this is really fun because I think it's like old high flyer. Versus yeah. like the new high flyer. Like, I think Darby yeah. Allen's the exact same Jeff Hardy from like mm-hmm. 2001 or whatever, yeah. like 1999, yeah. 2000 or whatever. Yeah. I think they're like the same person almost. Yeah. This is a tough um, I would for me. I would take Darby, may probably guess. only because yeah. you want to elevate him over a big win over Jeff. And Jeff doesn't yeah. really need to win. Yeah. I but guess. like, and yeah, I can like see it. the idea that um, the Bucks came out and like kind of stared off with the Hardys, I'm yeah, assuming that's kind of that. where they want to. I wouldn't Plus, be shocked. Jeff is at a point in his career where I feel like he can lose to a good guy and lose clean if it's a good match, and people are like, "Okay, it's still Jeff Hardy." I think he's yeah, at that so level, cool. yeah. so yeah, I think Darby wins. Yeah, I'm gonna give. And I do think that I would be shocked at double or nothing if they do non-title parties versus Young Bucks just to get oh. like a big attraction match out there. Like, yeah, don't don't you tap me with. A and there's no, no, and because like like Young Bucks win, I don't think anyone is like angry. no, like, no, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So. Agreed. Um, Adam Her Cole and Dex so, it's so, so crazy. Yeah. Uh Adam Cole and Dex Hardwood. I would assume Cole wins. I would assume as well. I think that they had a great match, Dax and Cash yeah. did. I really enjoyed it actually. Lots it of was. fun. Um I wouldn't I be am... shocked also if Dax wins and they give Dex a little push in the singles. Yeah. Kind of show how strong he can be. But I think Cole should probably win this. I think just Cole, I think Cole needs to win. I think Cole needs to win more than anything, yeah. quite frankly. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think Cole that, beating Ishii was huge too on that on that round. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I'm like, okay, I think Cole should get the win here. Um, yeah, I think that'll be. I think that'd be the best case, course of action. Uh, side note here as well, I am loving FTR more than I ever have. Ever. Oh, they're so like awesome. The last like three months, I'm just the like, idea they touch is fantastic. The idea that they want to go back to WWE. Well, I don't know if they want to, but they they're in they like could. the rumor mill. But like I'm like I, I would love it, but I'm like there's AEW stuff right now is so good mm-hmm. that like I only want them to go over there for the Usos. I know. No, me too. Same thing. I was like, and, and maybe so like the new day, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the new day or something. With, yeah. But I then like them, I think them and Orton and Brittle and Riddle will be up too. Yeah, that's true. There's like two or three teams, but then after yeah. they do those things, mm-hmm. they're gonna be there for like three years. I'm like, I don't really like who do that. Yeah, but those like two or three feuds would be kind of cool. Yeah. For sure. Like if I, we could just get like a forbidden WWE AEW show like once and just get Usos FTR, I'd be good. Like that, I, I mean, want that's Usos awesome. Bucks desperately. Actually, that's really what I want. <laughs> anyway, so Ray Phoenix Cow O'Reilly. This, this one's match only in- is going to be awesome. 
I think this match is probably the most telling match in the tournament yeah. because Adam Cole and Kyle Riley on opposite right. sides. I think That's there's a strong team. chance you might want to try to push for Kyle Riley and Adam Cole in the finals. Yeah. But I think Ray Phoenix, yeah, I think Ray just Phoenix came Phoenix. back and Ray Phoenix is awesome. I have still, I, you know, what's funny about Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And now we just saw Roderick Strong has requested his WWE release. They haven't granted it, but he's requested it. I am, I am so fascinated by the, like the thought that like Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fisher is like, I'm just really like enjoying being on Adam on being Adam Cole's lackey. It's insane. But like, like I, he's like, they went to WWE and then he leaves and then they're like, I'm just going to follow you here. But like, I like, like the other thing, it's like O'Reilly, it's like, dude, you just get a big win over Cole at the pay-per-view and you can be your own dude now. Like you're your own guy. No, nah, I'm gonna go to AEW and then reform a tag team again. I like Bobby Fish. I get it. Bobby Fish is at the end of his closer to the end of his career. He's mm. not gonna be a singles guy. We get that. But Kyle O'Reilly's got tread there. He's former world champion in Ring of Honor. Like he's mm-hmm. done some stuff to just be like, now nah, I'm gonna go back into a tag team and I'm just gonna go and be Adam Cole's right hand man again. I go. I mean, I hope the money's good because mm-hmm. I, I like I, I just don't. I I am I'm so confused. I'm so confused by that decision. Like I said, hopefully he's happy and I get it, but like, man, it's just weird. Either way, Ray Phoenix wins, but this match could be the opening match tournament banger. Yeah, I think this match could open the was it the main Ray Phoenix is Dynamite. so rated still. I'm gonna keep saying it until people realize he dude, he had the most banger match with Kenny Omega back in like January 6th, 2020 or whatever, or 2021 or whatever it was. Yeah. And like there were like 12 people in the audience, and he just had the best match ever. Yeah, it was fantastic. Awesome. Um, and then Samoa Joe in the first or the not quarterfinals, technically. Yeah, he gets the Joker in this one. Um, who the Joker who could be? I don't know who they're gonna bring in. Who is left? Killer Cross? Ah. Like, who the hell are they gonna bring in? The only guy out there that still hasn't done anything is Gargano. I think Gargano's actually but back to WWE. I I would assume you go back to WWE. Yeah, and at that point, it's like I don't. It's like what are you gonna bring even, in? Bray Wyatt? Mm. But I like I don't I don't want Gargano in this because I'm like I don't think Joe should lose. Yeah, and there's no way Gargano loses. I don't know. I'm gonna take Samoa Joe regardless, though. Probably. So Just I'm because like, because I don't like, know. I don't know who they're gonna bring in. So yeah. I'm not going to go out on the limb and say. Or it's gonna be some guy. random. It's gonna be like a return. Like maybe like Miro comes in. Oh, but even that, yeah, I don't. There you go. That's what do you have? Miro, do you have Miro, win, really, Miro would be Joe versus would be really good. Yeah. Um, I'm if that if it is Miro, I would take Miro. Only okay. if it's Miro, J- just because he's feuding with Jay Lethal, Joe is, and everything like that. So I could see how they you can have Lethal can't like yeah. Interfere. That's what I'm saying. Interfere because he's the television champion. If he was not with the television title and he was just doing something, I would still take Joe. But Miro coming back, I think, is the only guy where I go, okay, I could see how that would work. Mm-hmm. But he's the only um, guy. okay. So we're gonna have Ray Phoenix versus Miro? Question mark or Joe yeah, or Joe? More likely Joe, probably. But I think Joe not. win. I think Joe gets the win there. Okay. Um, sure. I mean, I'd be cool with, I, I think like, I'm we, good with either one, but I think they, they, I think Phoenix is a tag team guy for them right now. He's not mm-hmm. a single. Um, and I think I'm just thinking like, I think the winner of Cole and Allen is going to yeah. win this thing. And so I'm like, I, if you could be Cole listen, and Allen versus Ray Phoenix, you're getting a not, banger match. Yeah. This is not me being an Adam Cole stand here. I know it's going to come off like that. I think Adam Cole is the only logical choice to win this tournament. And, and, and here's why. And, and I will, I'll make my case. Darby's been TNT champion. He's got big wins on television already, right? Joe's just won the world television title. Okay. So he is a champion right now, right? Mm-hmm. Technically. And Kyle O'Reilly and Ray Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix is a tag team guy. Riley's a tag team guy. 
Cole is the only guy who is a main event level star for them and is the only guy coming off two back-to-back clean losses to Hangman and needs something to build him back up. Nobody else is ready for that spot yet. Nobody. And I yeah, think that it has I, to be Adam Cole here. And I think that if our theory of having trios titles yeah. comes anywhere within the next month or two, maybe, I think Cole winning this tournament and giving them that leg yes. up, being like, okay, you have – because like when you look through the teams, right, for the most part, like yeah. you talk like the elite, you'd have Kenny and the Bucks champion right. champions. A lot of the teams have – Either a former world A-B-W champion, an accolade. Yes. yes, I think I think uh, undisputed era, whatever they're going to be called, yeah. is the only team that really doesn't have right, right. a huge They've accolade. They've got a lot of outside stuff, but they haven't done anything in AEW. They've lost title yeah. match after title match after title match. So I think I think giving him this would be like at least okay. He won the Owen Cup and went through yep. Dax, yeah, Darby Allen, Allen and yeah. Samoa Joe or something. I think yes. that would be a good like resume builder if yes. you're doing six mans. Or is everyone's going to be like, why is this team like? what qualifies this team to be right. in the six exactly. man teams yes. when they haven't done anything. Agreed. And I think too, like I said, you need main event level stars. And mm-hmm. right now with, with Moxley and Brian doing their thing and Kenny's out, you got MJ after more low splitting off and doing their thing. You don't have a lot of guys right now for hangman or punk right now, no matter who's champion. So mm-hmm. you need, you need these top level guys. And I'm sorry, but to say, but once again, Adam Cole is one of your biggest assets. He just mm-hmm. is. He can talk. He can work. He can be babyface. He can be heel. He can do everything for you. He is the total package when it comes to a wrestler for AEW. They need to keep him strong. This is not me mm-hmm. trying to stand out for him, but I definitely no, think, I and I think he I can think, make the cup if the, if there is no outside incentive outside of just winning the cup. Right? He wins it. You mean to tell me right now there is nobody else in this tournament who can make that thing? feel like a championship win like you know what i mean every time he comes out now i am the first ever winner of the owen cup like you know what i mean like really making this feel bigger than it actually is you know what I yeah mean? i don't i don't totally disagree with any of that yeah. uh i'd probably take my 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 guess is either cole or joe i think joe could jo- as well. joe, yes. could, joe could like destroy he's a champion already so it just yeah. makes ring of honor look stronger as it yeah. goes into getting a TV and uh, starting their thing back up. Yeah. Um, but I think Cole also winning would be, I also think too, if you do Cole and Joe main events, Cole beats Joe. Yeah. Then at the next ring of honor show, right. Yeah, you have a very title easy match. Title Joe match beats because him. yeah, Joe beats him. Keeps Joe him, beats you know? him at the title match. Yeah, exactly. And, it makes sense. And, and then we roll off with it. Yeah, for sure. There's yeah. Lots of stuff. So that I think, with it. so I think, I think it definitely should be Joe or Joker. If the Joker's like Nero. And Adam Cole, yeah, with I think, probably I think Adam Cole you, winning, but I think you could see a chance. situation too where if that's the case where we have Cole winning, say Joe gets there, it's Kyle O'Reilly picks up a win over Phoenix, mm-hmm. then O'Reilly beats up Joe, don't you know, soften him up for Adam yeah. Cole, and that you know what I mean. We kind of get it through that way as well. Yeah, there's, that's there's that ways to get there. there's ways to get there for sure, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm very uh, interested in the tournament, though. I'm very interested. I love tournaments. Uh, I think they're fun. I think they're a lot of intrigue where you go, where are they going to go? They never go my way because people hate me, but it's fine. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, we'll, we'll come talk about this on yeah, uh, and our pre-thing for Double or Nothing on May 22nd or whatever. Yeah. And I'll be like, we're going to be like, about it. So we, got, uh, <laughs> we got the Joker, who's Killer Cross, taking on Darby Allen in the finals. Yeah, and we're all going to go, okay, well, we missed if that the Joker, one. If the Joker fun. just wins the whole thing, I'm going to be a little pissed. Just because I'm like... <sighs> 
Okay. Yeah. It's like I, I don't think unless now I I will say if AEW was gonna AEW this all up, it would be Gargano and you would get Gargano Cole in the finals. Yeah, and that'd be cool. That is that is AEW style is okay, they had a great match somewhere else. Let's just kind of throw them in a big match here. Yeah. That would be a way AEW does things. For sure. But, um, other right. than that, I think I got two stuff. questions to end this show. Okay. Number really? One, do I get to like? Do I like get to know so the topic? I got a lion, or yeah, it? I got a Lions question for you, and I got a WWE question for you. All right, are you gonna ask WWE first so we make it like normal to the show? Sure. Or are you gonna skip to football and then go back? No, no, I'll do WWE first. Okay. And this <laughs> is this is a hypothetical because there's not a whole lot going on. Backlash is gonna be meh, but like, um, yeah. I, I I read an article. Okay. A fan article, oh, uh, like an opinion, an opinion piece, right? And okay, and I, and I read I don't it, hate okay. opinion pieces, and I and I just kind of wanted to get your take on it. And the topic okay. was basically Roman Reigns' title reign, okay. And the the premise of the uh, article was stri- was strictly it's not going to matter who beats Roman for the championship. Now, okay, I'm going to ask you that question. Do you think it it matters who beats Roman for the title? Whatever, whether that's whether that's just the WWE Championship or the Universal, I don't know how they're going to handle that part yet. But let's just assume that they, whatever happens, one of them become he, he loses a championship. Okay, yes. he loses the WWE Championship. Let's go that route. Do you think it matters, or do you think that no matter who beats him, whether it's Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, The Rock, whoever, it's not going to matter because the pop is going to be huge because of the moment. Or do you think it should matter because it's not the pop, it's what's next? Because that's always the biggest problem with WWE. WWE gives us great moments, and then we just never follow up with it. So do you think it matters who beats Roman when it's time for Roman to finally drop the championship? Um, Because I had some very opinionated <laughs> takes on this when I read this. I, don't, I, was like, okay. I don't think I have super opinionated takes, I, I guess. Maybe I do. Um, I, I do think it matters. To an extent, um, I think so. I think what WWE has done has they have built someone up big enough to the point where, like, it's it's one of the biggest deals in wrestling. When if oh, someone yeah. beats him clean, oh yeah. Now if uh, it's yeah, like a sure. if it's so like because like they did it pretty well with um, Kenny. Obviously, not as long and not nearly right, as right, right, right. like yeah. lengthy and whatever. Yeah, but like. When Christian beat Kenny, everyone was like, "What happened?" Yeah, even though it was like by cheating and uh-huh. he like hit him with the chair, whatever it was, it was like, "Okay, okay, like look at that!" Like he lost on TV, he lost in the middle of the ring, little little hicky dicky stuff. But like it was, you know, I think no matter who, it's gonna be almost. Well, it's not gonna be that. That's kind of huge. But like when Brock beats Taker for the streak, everyone goes, "That just happened." Yeah, I think it's gonna be like the moment that like say Cody. Mm-hmm. Beats Reigns clean in the middle of the ring. Everyone's gonna go. No, let me ask you this. Let me ask you that. And I, so I don't think the person necessarily. Well, the person probably does matter, but because it can't be some like dorky dude. It has to be one of their top. Yeah, like, I, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be like Chad Gable. I'm talking about yeah. legitimate like guys. Like if if like cute. Cody, if Cody does it, it just elevates Cody to a whole new level. Okay, let me ask you this. It elevates anyone to a whole. Let new me level, ask you this. Okay, what's more important then in that moment? Is it winning the WWE or Universal Championship or both? I don't know how they're going to do it yet, but yeah. winning the title or beating Reigns? What's bigger for a person's career, whether it's Drew McIntyre or Rollins, Cody, doesn't matter. Is it beating Reigns 
like beating, or it's like, oh my gosh, you just beat Roman Reigns. He you know, it's three years, or is it winning the title? You know, what's funny is the only caveat to this is yeah. I think it's beating Reigns for every single person other than Cody Rhodes. Really? Because I think Cody Rhodes, his whole thing, his intro yeah, promo was like, yeah. I want to get the yeah. title. I think knowing Cody Rhodes, they're going to do this whole thing where he's going to win the title. And then next night he's going to come out like crying. He's going to hold the title out. They're going to do like spotlight. Stan's going to be up on the thing. And it's going to be this big, like, I finally did it for you, (laughs) dad. Like, you you know, he's going to pull out the tearjerkers. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I think for him, he's going to make it like, it was all about the WWE championship or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think everyone else practically for me is they just pin Roman single right in the middle of the ring. No hinky dinky stuff. It was, you just beat Roman Reigns who hasn't been pinned in, Four years. And I think yeah. the big tell for me for that is when Michael Cole, I think was that Mania or was it one of the next shows after, made it a point yes, to, say to say that he has not been pinned since yeah. 2018 19, or 19, 19 or yeah, whatever, whatever. Yep. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He made it a point to say that. Yep. So that means it's going to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. In a year, whenever he yep. does get pinned or six months or whatever he does get pinned, that's going to be the big, oh my God. He just pin reigns in the middle of the ring. He is yeah. unstoppable. I think that's. I, I think that's what it is. So crucially important who beats Roman. I I could not disagree more with the article in question of saying mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter. I agree with the fact that yes, the pop will be big no matter who does it, and it will be that shock and awe moment. Yeah. But I do think it is extremely important. It's, I think there's only like five guys who should do it right now. I don't think there's like a long. I think it's like I would Cody. Yep. Drew. I would say Seth Rollins is in there. Seth could probably be in there. Yep. Honestly. Those Um, are the only, I think, three for me as of this moment. I don't want The Rock to beat him because The Rock, The Rock beating him does goes to my point. Whoever beats him, it has to be an elevating moment. I I would say there are a few guys in like the AJ Styles realm. I could say that that. yep. That could get a huge bump up. Yes. Yes. Like if he gets hot in the next like three months, absolutely could definitely do it. Kevin Owens, another guy who like could get hot to do it. Um, but at this moment, saying like there there are the three guys, Rollins, McIntyre, Cody, who like at what's the next Hell in a Cell challenges Reigns in a Hell in a Cell match, beats him clean in the middle of the ring. Those three guys are probably the only three. Yep. I'd agree with you. In a month from now. That could be like okay. That means yeah. Okay, I, I honestly think that it's it's so set up for Cody to do it. I think it is too. And I think that it would be. And I think it, it has to mean something. Yeah, it the can't Cody just be he beats him. It's that is a he. We have elevated somebody to main event level status. Like when McIntyre kicked Brock out of the Rumble, mm-hmm. that was the moment that Drew McIntyre went from high mid card. To main event level talent, that yeah, was the just moment. By one thing. That was yeah. the moment. Not winning the title, but by he, him kicking Brock because everybody knew Drew's the guy, and we're all behind it. Seth mm-hmm. Rollins winning the Rumble and going in and beating Brock for the title. He'd already been champion before, but that was the moment that we went. Seth Rollins main event level. He is a top tier guy. Never not uh, never not again. Right. There are mm-hmm. just moments that certain guys have, and this moment, whenever Roman does lose needs to be that moment for somebody to el- whether it's Cody, AJ, whoever it is to elevate that guy to say this guy going forward, whether he loses another thousand matches in a row is a top tier elite 1% of the 1% for WWE. That's who that guy has to be going forward. Yes. So whoever it is, that's how it has to be. And I think, I think Cody 
Yes. I, 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 I think Cody, I think it probably, if you, if you told me to like bet money on who it probably was, I think before Cody signed, yeah. they were probably looking at like Drew McIntyre to do it. Probably. 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 Yep. I think the second, say. yeah, the second they got Cody to sign his name on the dotted line to sign yeah. that contract, they were like, okay, it's going to be. And, it, and it's playing it the went. long game. It's playing the long game, right? Let's get yeah. Cody. And Cody has said in interviews, it is now my job to make it worth that investment, right? Yeah. I have to make, I have to get these people behind me and, and understanding. And, to and get listen, I am, I'm a hundred percent in, cause I, the, in the broken skull yeah, podcast. I just watched thing, it. I literally just watched he, it. He, um, he mentioned that he, his dream opponent was going to be AJ Styles. Uh, that he that's the guy he wants to face more than anyone in WWE right now. Yeah. And I was like, so you're gonna go through rounds, then you're probably gonna have another guy yeah, calling like a cell, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then you're gonna get AJ at SummerSlam, probably. Yeah. Then you're gonna have another guy or two. You're not gonna lose in at all through this entire period, probably. Yeah. And then you're gonna get to the rumble. I think the big question I think is gonna start to become does he win the rumble? I don't think he should. I don't but, think he should either. I don't think he should. But either. if it, but if it's a mixed title where you have both world titles, yeah, don't you have to? Or it's gonna yeah. be rock though. Here's so the guess, thing: you, he's yeah. gonna have to lose it before Mania, right? I'm, yeah, it's gonna be interesting how they book it, and I think they're in a good spot right now where they can they can drag it out a little bit. I think they've got enough time. They, can, they definitely can to do it to do it right. Yeah. That's why they're holding off on McIntyre. I've read it. It's, it's basically that's why yeah. they're they're like they know backlash is a down month because they're still coming back off of WrestleMania. That's why they're mm-hmm. not doing a world title match on this show. And they know that, okay, we're going to save Drew and Roman because we could, that's, that's SummerSlam main event. I guarantee it's yes, going to be SummerSlam. That's, that's 100%. I agree. I just think you you have to get that title yes. off of Reigns to Cody I before know, the Rumble. I just need to know what they're going to do with when in terms of both championships. Is it going to yes. be one title or is it going to be because two? I, if it's going to be two, you give you have a little more flexibility. My, my worry, so, and, okay, so two nights – I wish they did two nights in Japan style because yeah, if you did I two did nights, too. you have could easily do and then have them lose it the next night. Yes, you could yeah. do that, yeah. but because they never do that and they have everyone just wrestle once, but it's like. But if they here's the thing: if they have, if they're still maintaining two championships, if it's both a Universal and a WWE, you yes. could have Roman drop the WWE title to Cody, and then build the Rock, and and what it would allow you to do is it allows people to forget that Roman lost. And we set, or, you know what I mean? And then it allows Roman versus Rock night two, Cody main events night one. And I think people are kind of getting their cake. And that's that's what I'm saying is, I, and, and that's why it's weird. Cause I'm like, you did say McIntyre is probably the SummerSlam guy. I would, but I think, but I would have, but like, is, is Cody the better spot there? Well, maybe, maybe. I don't know. There? Yeah. Because then it gives you a good six months to build sure. reigns or whatever. But I think, I, I, I think, don't know I, if they have enough with Cody on WWE television. This is a big thing for WWE too. Remember that is you have to get over with the WWE audience now. Mm-hmm. We know him yeah, because oh yeah. we watch everything, but Cody now has to, that job is his to get over with the WWE audience. For mm-hmm. the people that don't know or don't remember or don't, don't know where he was, they ha- he has to reestablish himself as that guy, and I think they're going to give him every opportunity to do so. Oh, so no, I don't know 100%. if they're going to. I don't know if they're going to have enough time to do that in SummerSlam and be able to people that are not watching AEW to go. Mm-hmm. I'm very confused how this dude just beat went and beat Rollins and then beat Baron Corbin and now he's beating Roman Reigns. You know yeah, no, I mean? I, I 100% agree with that. I was just yeah. like my 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 theory is. Yeah. If you're if you have the titles combined, say till next yes. WrestleMania, yeah. and you want to do Rock, 
Yeah. How else do you get to Rock without Rock winning the Rumble then? Because the Rumble winner challenges the world champion, right? So it's like with that caveat, you don't want, like, I think there's a lot because I think it's very easy. Here's the thing. It is very easy. And we talked about this last year before they won a new title title, where it is very easy to do if you split the titles back over. Mm-hmm. Cody wins one title before Rumble. Yep. The Rumble winner challenges Cody, yep. and then you do Rock Reigns, Reigns yep, organically sure. how they yep. want to do it. I think a that's probably the best percent. way they should do it. But percent. if they keep the titles combined, yeah, it gets a lot more hairy. It's astronomically difficult. Yep. I think they're, like the only ways you could do it is if Rock wins the Rumble, which I don't think anyone on Earth probably wants no, to do. No. Or you probably would have to either do Cody wins the Rumble and Reigns does a double duty at Mania. Yeah. Or you have Reigns win the Rumble and he gets to choose someone and he chooses Rumble. Oh God, that's but that would also be awful. Three. Yeah, that's not good either. Yeah, let's hope that maybe they split the titles. Let's, but let's I feel like that's that. the, like oh, because yeah, of the Rumble, it's like how do you how do you well, do it? That and with the news both? and with the news that they want to keep the tag titles separate, they're not going to do a unification ever. That's never been the plan. Mm-hmm. I think that and with USA and Fox wanting unique rosters, split. Yeah, you that, would assume Cody's going to win it. I think you're going to have to have a champion on both brands. Let's assume. All right, real quick. Last question I have for you on the night. Lions question. Um, you know, we talked draft last week, right? We'll get more into that as training camp and we kind of see some preseason games. But right now, do we, where do you put the Lions right now in ranking of the NFC North? Oh, specifically? Just the NFC North, not the uh, NFC in the total. Uh, We're going to go through the schedule through release yet. in a couple of weeks and all that good stuff. Yeah. But just rough estimate, they've added some big pieces, right? That offense looking pretty darn good right now. Even though Jared Goss uh, pulling the trigger, you get Aiden Hutchinson, you got some pieces. Okay, so year they two, are year two. So at this point, yeah, they are at worst three. Yeah, and if they're playing their best, I would say two. I would say crazy. I would yeah I would say two three. Okay, so we are in agreement. Yes, Chicago's four. Yes. Okay. You lost Khalil Mack. That's a you lost Khalil Mack. You lost Allen Robinson. Robinson. And you lost two best uh, players on offensive defense. You just lost. Yeah. Yeah. So we were in agreement that Chicago's worst. And no first round pick. Yeah. So we were in agreement Chicago's probably bottom of the NFC North. Yes. In terms of roster. They're not even they're not even sold on fields, who is their only saving grace right now. So yes, with you on that. Chicago's yeah. So I think I think the debate because I think Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and that defense until someone beats them, you can't say Green Bay's not. Yeah, I think Green, I think Green Bay. Yes. Increase their defense a lot, and yeah. Rodgers is Rodgers. So even without Devontae, I think in the regular season, I think he'll be yeah. fine. Yes. I think postseason, he's going to struggle a lot because he doesn't have a guy. Agreed. But I, I okay. But the fun thing about Rodgers in this situation is kind of the fun thing we talk about Stafford without Calvin is when you don't have that stud guy. Yeah, maybe it opens up the field a little bit because now you have to rely on more people, well, or it might make you worse because right. no one gets open. So yeah. we don't know. But I think sure. Green Bay is still top of the hill. I still think they're 11, 12 win team. So that's yes, just I, I what agree. it is. I think the Rodgers will get you to at least 10 or 11. Yes. Your team will get you to 12, 13. Yep. And you're going to challenge. They're definitely the class of the MC North. And, yes. No arguments here. So I think that, that, so now we're talking about the real discussion here. I think it is yeah. Vikings, Lions. Yes. And I think it's. I think it's a close. game. I think it's a game to game decision. Like I really do. One week because, thinking Lions. The next week, oh Minnesota for sure. I think I think I would tend to pull, just off the top of my head, probably Vikings. I would because too. I love Justin yep. Jefferson and the receiving core. Dalvin yep. Cook's a monster. Yep. I still probably take Kirk Cousins over Jared Goff. Yes, even though it's 
probably closer than what people want to say. I think it's a lot is. closer than people think. Um, but I agree with you. But I do think Kirk Cousins still is probably a couple slots over Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. And I think the defense for Vikings is at least more I think it's more established. Refined and established. Yes. Yes. Now, after this year, if Hutchinson's really good and yeah. you can find another gem, like if the safety they drafted was really like, – Yeah, Josh Pascal, you got Romeo Aquara. You got pieces there for sure. Yeah. If if like Derek Barnes kind of shows up and starts mm-hmm. really balling. Like, Okuda maybe, looks good. Okuda maybe looks you good. can start slowly sliding in the lines. Like, all right, now the yeah. defense is awful. I think yeah. the offense – like the offensive line should be really good still. So I think you can maybe start having the discussion slot them in. Yeah. But I think right now in a, like, if I gave it like a straight. Yeah, just right now. Just want to go rough estimate. I go Vikings, like 7.4, Lions 7, 6.9. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I think it's within a couple points of each other. Mm-hmm. How much of that do you think is because Jamison Williams was drafted here? Uh, I think it helps. Oh, I think it helps a lot. <laughs> I think I think I the thing that helps me the most I think is the Aiden Hutchinson one because yeah. I think everyone kind of thought he was the bona fide first overall pick. Yeah. So like when you add a guy who people are like, if he's like, yeah, bottom line, who's like an average guy. If he's yeah. Max Crosby, that's Max probably, Crosby, perfect. Yeah. yeah. If he's like Max Crosby, yeah. and you have Romeo on the other side, and you have yeah. some like some a nine dog, like Andy McNeil and yeah. Levi or whatever, like okay, this D line could be really good, and then the safety play could be really good with Tracy and whatever. Mm-hmm. Derek Barnes, like you can like talk yourself into this, this defense could be pretty good with Aiden Hutchinson as well here. Yeah. So I think that's for me that was like my initial thing was like yeah. I think Aiden Hutchinson makes the defense at least. Yeah, three slots better yeah for sure. so whatever they were last year like if they're like 24th fifth whatever yeah, they right. were last year i have to look they're probably going to be three slots higher at least with just eight hundreds in there and so that's kind of what got me but james williams not even thinking about it makes that wide receiving room so good i know it does. that i think it's close but then again it's the only thing that the vikings have is they know they have justin jefferson and they know they have adam thielen mm-hmm. we know we have amon ross st brown and we really hope Jameson Williams is like Justin Jefferson. But yeah. we don't know that yet. Yeah, that's right. that's like if Justin if Jameson Williams plays thirteen or fourteen games and does some stuff that Jamar Je- or uh, Justin Jefferson does, I think next year we can have that really strong like Yeah. Are you sure you're really gonna take I'm gonna go on a limb here. I haven't seen the schedule yet. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that they're gonna win seven games this year. At, they don't think, yeah, I so that, they they yeah. don't play any um don't play anybody. Okay, so here's like so Here's some fun stats. So I was looking. I'm a. I love yeah. the schedule here stuff. Yeah. So they don't play any out of U.S. games. They didn't get yeah. any of those. Yes, good. So they didn't get. I think like Seattle got the German game. There's yeah. a couple London games. Green Bay's Lions in and, London. Green Bay's in London. Yeah, Green Bay's in London. But uh, the Lions are not in any of those. So yeah. we know for sure they're not in any of those. And the Lions have the third least amount of travel travel miles. Yep. In Seattle the travels more than any team by like Seattle travels miles. 29,000 miles, which yeah. I'm like, if they travel that yeah. every year, it's crazy, but they travel the most. Uh-huh. I think Pittsburgh never leaves the East Coast. So, oh. like the Eastern time zone, hmm. they never leave, which That's I crazy. felt crazy that they never play West Coast game. But the Lions have the third easiest travel schedule, which I think helps a lot, having a lot of teams around your area that you're going to be playing. Yeah. Um, so, I wouldn't be sh- I, I I've said it before. I think the Lions bar should yeah. be five. Year. Yes. Yeah, they need to. Um, can they? Can they reach six, seven, eight? I wouldn't say no. Depends on which Jared Goff there is, honestly. But yeah, it's it's if you get a good Jared Goff, but I don't think you should be under. If you win three and a half last year, yeah, and you got the number two overall pick in Aiden Hutchinson, you trade up for Jameson Williams, who's supposed to be the best receiver in the draft, and with the rest of your draft that you got, yep. I don't 
see a way that yep. you can have under five wins. Yep, I'd agree. Yep, barring so five, a bunch of injuries. Uh, yeah, barring like Aiden and like yeah, yeah. To, and the offense line getting hurt again. Or right, right. Yeah, that's whatever. But like fully healthy, which they won't. But like fully healthy, they yeah. should be at least a five-win team. Knowing you play the NFC East, the AFC East. And like Seattle and Jacksonville, who are all last place teams that are all really bad last place teams. Like sometimes, like the last place teams, like okay, they're actually like not a bad team. Like Seattle's dumpster fire, Jacksonville's pretty rough. Um, Carolina or Carolina, which one? Carolina, pretty bad also because they drafted sixth. Um, All not very good. And you play the East, so you play the Giants and Eagles. And so I definitely think with that, you should probably get at least five. Yeah, but that's a long range. Very interesting for the schedule release. Just want to get your takes on, it's some, on Thursday. Yeah, on some quick hitters. We'll so talk I'll write, about some, I'll, I'll write some notes and we'll talk about it. We got backlash. We got schedule release. We got a lot of good stuff coming your way. Uh, but that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Whistling Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeka. We will see you guys as always next time.